You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes, and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. Welcome to Moonzilla, uh, Fall of the Casters. I am your host, N.P. Nightingale. God, I love Elon. <laughs> and I'm Brandon. Uh, cool from the movie. Fucking horrible. Uh, hi, folks. Today we're talking about uh, Roland Emmerich's 2022 uh, massive flop, Moonfall. And the only thing falling more than this moon are those box office numbers. It made less than half. The budget was like 130, 140 million. It made under 70. I don't know why when you said made less than half of a made the half of a dollar? <laughs> Fifty cents. It made forty cents at the US box office. How did it even happen? It was a very cheap ticket. Someone asked for a partial refund. <laughs> partial refund. Oh god. So um we saw as I said we watched Moonfall. Um, Barrett, what are your overall thoughts about Moonfall? My least favorite film of 2022. So, I want to litigate this just for a second. You beat uh, Robert Zemeckis' Robert Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Yes. It beats it. Yeah. Why? I left with the Chris Pine joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's my shame. <laughs> I left with the Chris Pine joke. I don't know. For me, it's it's kind of hard to separate. Like, I'm laughing at the movie because it's so bad and it has a few funny things in it. I th- I think I would have a for me personally, I would have a much more enjoyable time watching this compared to the Pinocchio, that Pinocchio version. But this movie is yeah, this movie's really fucking bad. Like, yeah, I there is some very fun, enjoyable stupidity in it. I this movie it makes no sense, <laughs> guys. As we try and explain the plot of this movie, it will sound like it makes more sense than it does simply because the the act of explanation makes it sound more cohesive. Yes, that like you know it, we uh, it, we're filling in the gaps in, yeah. <laughs> in real time, but the movie doesn't. Like we'll talk about like you'll assume oh even though Michael Pena doesn't have plot relevance till like. The last third. He, he probably has, like, Does he a have couple of scenes. Ever? not. <laughs> why... <laughs> why isn't Michael Pena the crackpot professor? That feels like a perfect Pena role. <laughs> <laughs> no, how yeah. could you? Oh, my yeah. God. So... Oh, this movie's really bad. Even, like, Wait, the special okay. effects are just not... Not yeah. good. I will... Like, they're high fidelity, I'll say, but they just don't look good. This movie also teases us by giving us exactly two minutes of Donald Sutherland. Exactly two In, minutes. like, a much better movie. Uh, still a bad one. A stupid Which, movie, but a much better oh God, one. We'll get there when we get there, but... Yeah. Oh, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, well... Uh, we split this up, so I have to talk about space stuff, and Bram talks about Earth stuff, so... Well, what I meant by that before yeah. was, um, instead of a make it gritty at the end, it's, we try to make a better version of part of the movie. 
Oh, you want to pitch how Earth would be better? And I yes. Okay, I thought you were just like, okay, we'll keep throwing it to each other plot. <laughs> oh God, I would want you the just, Earth plot. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you, you fucking, were just really excited about Charlie Plummer. Oh my God, the fucking thawed Neanderthal man. Oh my God, I just say that because he has slightly bushy eyebrows. Yeah, 2011. So it opens in 2011, and uh, we have a couple astronauts. Listening to uh, Toto's uh, Africa. Africa, and they're arguing over which lyric it is, right? Um, why are we saying this like it's going to have deep thematic relevance? It's the kind of thing you see in the opening of a lot of these movies that's immediately like, hey, everybody, they're buddy-buddy with each other, ha ha ha. And there's a... Uh, which is going to... God, their, dyna- their dynamic in this movie... Drives me up a wall because it makes no sense. <laughs> like the opening scene makes sense because it's a cliche, but like platonic yeah. friendship. It's like oh, the uh, Holly Berry. Yeah. What's the name of the main guy? Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, Holly Berry, and a third guy that does. We'll meet later. That we'll meet later. Uh, they're you know having a little conversation. You know, I'm realizing whenever Holly Berry and Patrick Wilson go up into space together. The third guy dies. <laughs> <laughs> what we're saying is, if Patrick Wilson and Halle Berry go, hey, do you want to come into space with us? You will Don't. die. Don't do it. <laughs> well, or you will be reconstructed as part of the moon. You're it's in a, the moon it's, you're, What we're saying is, it's a 50-50 shot. <laughs> Roll the dice, baby. Do you want to be immortal or do you want to die in space? Yeah. Roll the dice. So the one thing... One thing Samuel Tarley should have told us at the end is, since he apparently has all of his memories before his death, <laughs> did pain... Did death hurt? <laughs> like, how painful is death? He's the one who has the knowledge. Uh, I mean, he exploded, so it must have been pretty immediate. Yeah. I would hope. Or, you know, for his case, I'd hope not, but... I think a lot... When I think about space deaths... I always think about... Have you ever read that Ray Bradbury short story, Kaleidoscope? No. It's fucking haunting. Uh, and in just how serene it is. So it's like a bunch of astronauts, they're, uh, their shuttle's broken. They're all plummeting towards the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, and they're burning up? Yeah, they're slowly burning up. Like pieces of space are coming by, debris are coming by and just like taking an arm off and stuff and they're all very serene about it and it's oh. really creepy and that and like weird. then they just burn off uh like in the atmosphere god that's it, fucked up so, so i that's so anyways, the that's um, the amount of pain i want this character to go through honestly so anyways uh halle berry uh not getting Halle Berry's character does not get her marriage off to a good start by immediately ditching her husband at the honeymoon. <laughs> immediately. To go to space. To go to space. And I, I mean, if it was a one-time, okay, still bad, but it's your job. Yeah. It's like you clearly show that she's taking her work over her husband on mm-hmm. this one. Bad stuff. Yeah. But there's a third guy there, and he's like, hey, everybody, they have a you know, conversation, conversation. And then Venom comes in. <laughs> a fucking cloud. This is never explained why it does this. Not really, no. Or, well, no, maybe there is one. The, the creature, it looks, it kills biological things. 
Yeah, but they're very far from the moon, and also... So it just kind of popped its way out? Yeah. It is weird, because I originally... Th- okay, so what happens is, uh, this, you know, this mass, like, of... What are they called? Like, swarm... Nanobots. Nanobots, yeah. yeah. The swarm of nanobots smashes into the, you know, the spaceship, the shuttle, and hits it and breaks things, and the third guy who was floating with them dies, he gets killed, and... You know, Patrick Woburn. Wilson. Pat, Wilson. Patrick Woburn. <laughs> Just <laughs> fucking cronk up in space. Actually, the, listen. If this movie's top trio was Patrick Wilson, Patrick Warburton, and Patrick Dempsey, I think we'd be cooking with gas here. We'd be pretty good. <laughs> so they, uh, they land on the... So the, you know, the swarm hits the shuttle and goes into the... It, like goes onto the surface of the moon and, like, drills, starting to drill a hole. And Patrick Warburton, right? Yeah. Yeah, Warburton, lands, his character lands the shuttle without electricity, and everyone's like, oh, my God, what a hero! Yay! But we see the nanobots are, like, digging into the moon. No, so that's not... He, in the past, had landed one without electricity. He was a hero before that because of that. What? Yeah, so... It, no, it, it no, wasn't the return. because of it. No, no, him returning from space was what did it. Because the shuttle oh. didn't have electricity. Oh. No, no you're getting confused because the next scene is ten is like the year later. And then ten years later. And then ten years. It was a really we- bad structure. Yeah. Where it was, uh, we don't see him landing. And then we cut to a year later where he's like a disgraced, a disgraced hero because nobody believes him that the nanobots attack the ship. They're yeah. like, you were just being incompetent, and you, you know, you may have landed the ship, Which but you kill, you know. doesn't make sense for multiple reasons. One, mm-hmm. which, the, some of these, a little more defensible, because we learn there's a conspiracy later. Yes. Like, okay, but, like, also, the conspiracy, I feel like for him to get away with it, Holly Berry would have to be in on the conspiracy for the, uh, for the ship attack. Yeah. It's like. Because she's there. She sees it. Like, Does she see or it? Or does... Well, good point. She gets knocked out. Yeah, but like... But like... Like, yeah. clearly, like, that level of NASA would have to know, like, wow, what happened to the shuttle could not have just been one guy, like, goofing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, the other thing is, there's a giant, miles-tall... Billowing black cloud coming out of the moon. Coming out of the moon. On the light side of the moon. Exactly, on the light side of the moon. And so we're supposed like to believe that no one saw, saw that. No one was looking up at the moon at that moment. There's a lot more, you know, telescopes than just what NASA has. Yeah. You know, like... Not even just... That's something you'd be able to see with your eye. That's something that not only would you be able to see with, like, a fucking... <sighs> $50 telescope your dad bought you for your birthday. But yeah. you'd be able to see with your own fucking eyes looking up it's at like, the moon. Huh, something looks up there. Yeah. But apparently it's a big conspiracy. And, and, but it starts off as, you know, he gets disgraced and he's like, dang. And there's like a scene of his son watching the video. Yeah. And it's like, I think the wife had just divorced him or something. They're like, oh, yeah. you know, we got to move out of here, honey. And he's <laughs> like, oh, dad, whoa. It's one scene, and then it's ten years later, and it's like, what? (laughs) And then ten years go by, and now we're in the modern day. We're in 2022 in the the plot of the movie. 
and things are happening. <laughs> we need our third lead of the film here. Barrett's favorite. <laughs> I've been. I think on this very podcast I've mentioned before that I could get behind the bullying of Samuel Tarley in the early episodes of Game of Thrones. I think. I think you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I understand. <laughs> 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 you're you're pro Sir Piggy. <laughs> I wish they'd gone harder now. I would like. I wish they bullied him hard. Like he already, this character already feels on the verge of being a school shooter. <laughs> no, he doesn't know. He does. Not a school shooter. No, like more like. Someone who like in, a public marketplace, maybe more like a like retweets every single thing Elon Musk tweets. The dude is off. So yeah. we see the intro is he's pretending to be a janitor and he breaks into like a professor's uh, you know like room, professor's study. So the thing is, I did not first realize he was pretending to be a janitor. Well, I thought he was just a janitor who broke into his professor's study. Yeah. Because he then does also work the job as the fast food employee. Yeah, but I, I I saw it as... I thought it was apparent enough because, like, right when, like, the actual maids come in, it's like, oh, who, who stole the, uh, the mop? Uh, then he goes, oh, shit, and, like, runs out. Yeah. But he, you know, he breaks into the thing. He's trying to, like, get data from, like, calling and pretending to be the professor. Yeah. He's like, oh, what about the satellite today? Yeah. Oh, writing it down, information. He goes to work at the fast food place. No, this has to be a rated R. Um, I gotta look it up again. Sorry. Oh. There's two F-bombs. Because he says, yeah, he says, fuck. Uh, He does say fuck. Uh, Oh, my God. Oh, wait. No, sorry. Oh, my God. It is still a PG-13. Well, sometimes you can get away with two, especially when one's written red. like that. But okay. like, also like, uh, uh, the Martian gets away with two verbalized and one very clearly mouth-lipped uh, one, and that's a PG thirteen and a much better space movie. <laughs> yeah. I want to rewatch the Martian, honestly. <laughs> no, we got our space fill forever from this one. <laughs> yeah. So he works at a fast food place, and while he's on the order. He gets, uh, like, information. He's like, oh, fuck. Like, it's real. Like, oh, my God, the moon is, you know, the moon's orbit is wrong. And he, what I thought was weird is that he discovers this right around the same time NASA discovers this. Which makes him pretty useless. Also, exactly. he's just stealing the same data that NASA's that NASA using has. off. So, so it's. Like, so what makes him useful? It's like he doesn't really get anything. I guess his role is he leaks it to the press. Yeah. But it's like, I'm sure NASA, someone at NASA would have done that anyways at some point. Yeah, it's not like fucking... It's not like Independence Day, where, like, Jeff Goldblum legitimately has this information before other people. Exactly. And then also figures out how to save the world at the end. This guy literally does nothing. No. He just, he just goes, I stole this... I stole this information. It's mine now. Funny enough, he's an Elon fanboy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Do you but, think he has the microchip? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, if he had the microchip, he would have died five minutes of the movie. He would have been having the thing in the drive-thru. Well, what if he... 
I mean, what if he was actually a smart, good scientist? Until the chip Until got the him. Chip. Yeah. Now I'm a conspiracy theorist. This is your brain on one microchip. Oh, God, it's like, uh... <laughs> it's like the, what is it? The alt-right pipeline, but it's in your fucking head. You can't even get away from it. But it's a conspiracy theory pipeline. Yeah, but yeah, he has the information, and he's like, "I need to call NASA." Nobody believes him, which is you know, like NASA officially knows it's weird. Yeah, no, no um, one, no one's talking to him, so he's like, "I gotta talk to the disgraced astronaut," and he can, yeah. can contact. And so he goes to Patrick Wilson. Now is making money by doing like talks about space. To, Meet an old astronaut. Yeah, kind of to, uh, at the Griffith Observatory. That was the Griffith, right? In Los Angeles? Yeah. Yeah, it looked like okay. it. And so... And, but then he... He impersonates Patrick Wilson and starts pretending to... And and starts giving a speech to the children about... The moon is fake. How <laughs> the moon is a superstructure, was built by aliens. Yep. It's fake. It's, a, it's an alien thing. It's crazy. And then I heard that I'll be like, Bear, he's gonna be right, isn't he? <laughs> well, yeah, you, you got a character like that's gotta be right in a movie like this. Yep. All, in fact, the two conspiracy theorists, two of the conspiracy theorists, are right, which means could the third conspiracy theorist be right? <laughs> could we'll get we'll get to the conspiracy. We'll get theorists. to. One of our, our favorite moments. Our favorite character. <laughs> our character who fascinates me so much. I want to, I, I need to, I need a story about this man. So, uh, so what happens next is the astronaut and the, the Musk stand meet. And they're like, oh, what are we going to do here? And, oh, we got to figure this out. And, you know, they, they're talking and originally the astronaut doesn't believe him. And he's like, oh, whatever, dude. And then in the, then one of the, the worst starts going fucky. Well, in one of the worst editing shots of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like he drops the papers when he's being the Yeah, the conspiracy he throws theorist. the papers at Patrick Wilson as he's being escorted out by the security guards. And it just hard cuts to Patrick Wilson on the ground picking, picking them up, up, which is like it's it, a weird cut. It's a weird cut. Yeah. It's like this doesn't feel right. Like we're missing one. Yeah. So what happens, uh yeah, now they're like, oh shit, the moon is fucky. He leaks it to the press. Suddenly everyone on like their Apple news things gets moon is out of orbit. Yeah. And society immediately breaks down. And I want to start saying uh, a big flaw of the movie that so many of these other ones got right is there's no clock. There's no timer. Like there is a point in the movie where they say, oh, in about three rotations, the moon's going to hit Earth. And they're like, oh, my God, we have three months, right? And, th- and they say, no, because the, the rotations get smaller. We have three we've weeks. We've got three weeks. And it's like, there's your fucking moment to put in three weeks until moon falls, you know? Yeah. And then as the movie goes on, it could be, you know, two hours until blah, 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 blah yeah. you know? But they never do it. And it's like, <laughs> that's bad for tension. We don't get an idea until, like, the third act, how much time they have, because when they sit, someone says, like, we got two hours. Yeah, it's it's such an easy fix. You could just overlay the time that it makes no sense why they did. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the moon is coming towards the Earth. Oh, shit, what do we do? And NASA first is like, we're going to send a probe. And then, by the way, has anybody noticed the giant hole on the moon? 
So yeah. they send a probe down there, and the probe, like, dies. Doesn't yeah. go anywhere. And they're like, well, shit. What are we going to do now? And immediately, a f- the swarm comes out, kills the astronauts. But also, throughout this whole point, uh, at this point, you would think... Oh, wait, wait. No, that, sorry. That's right before this is where they meet for the best scene in the movie. The conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. Because remember, it's like... Remember the conspiracy is completely fucking pointless because that's the next scene? Yeah. <laughs> They get in contact with a guy who's like, oh, I have information you need. Yeah, and it's fucking... At this point, I was like, oh, God, these fucking movies. Movies like this used to have, like, a Brian Cox or something, a gravelly-voiced character actor to come in for a couple of scenes and be like, oh, you were right. This goes deeper than you think. I I mostly thought of Brian Cox because, one, Brandon and I love Succession. Mm -hmm. Two, I watched The Ring yesterday... Oh, which Brian Cox plays that kind of role there. And he's creepy as fuck. Oh, he's got the best line in the movie, actually. Ooh. Like, it's like, he has, like, the information that it, that the main character needs so she can think she can save her son from the videotape. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's just, like, the entire time she's trying to explain it to him, like, he he's, like, setting up clearly a suicide. Like, he's filled his bathtub up with her. Like, she's, like watching him and he's like got all this like like all these electrical things around him and she's like please if you don't help me my son will die and brian cox in his brian cox voice just goes yes he will and drops the toaster (laughs) oh fuck that's how he's gonna die in succession (laughs) dad dad if you die now the stock is gonna tank but yeah so Do- so donald sutherland comes in as a conspiracy theorist who's like yeah we've been covering this up we've known since we man stepped on the moon in the 60s about yeah it. but it's really dumb. not a conspiracy theorist i guess an old Sorry, government I got, agent I got old government agent like it's he like, is the he's the deep throat yeah and i think it's really dumb because he's like, we were covering this up, but it's like, Why? what were you doing? Yeah. Like, if you knew of it since the 60s, yeah. what were you doing? Yeah. And I, didn't he make some mention of like, we were working on a space laser or something? Yeah. And it's like, it stopped funding, we ran out of funding, and I'm like, this seems like a pretty important thing to want to fund. <laughs> yeah. I blame the Carter administration. Oh, I just said a joke, so I didn't forget it. Uh, it's in there. Perfect. <laughs> you know, he's like, we've been hiding this since the 60s. And I don't know if he means the nanobots or he means the, like, that the, the moon, moon is has a thing in it. Yeah. Then we go into it, he just goes, he goes, this is the thing. And he has, like, recording of, like, the, the, the nanobots attacking the guy who died at the beginning of the movie. Now, you would think from this point forward in the movie, Halle Berry would be rather contrite towards Patrick Wilson for her, her closest friend who she threw under the bus. Yeah, who completely. she said was, yeah, it was his fuck up, clearly. Uh, he was insane. Yeah. He messed up. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, and, but instead, she just keeps an utter contempt for him the entire time. That Even makes, after being found innocent. That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. So the news is out. 
the moon is falling and everybody yeah. immediately goes crazy. Yeah. Which, understandable, but then, like, to the news of this discovery, a lot of everyone is basically, like, all the main cast is basically, basically is like, we gotta go to Colorado. Yeah. And there's no reason given? Yeah. As to why it should be Colorado? I think the intent is because of the giant sea level rise that's going to happen. They yes. uh, they think uh, they're thinking that oh we'll go to color the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, they're they're high enough above sea level yeah. that the water won't get us. Yeah. Which they should say that. <laughs> like, yeah. It's very much like I feel like there's like a, a scene missing. Or some dialogue missing where they're like, why the why Colorado? Oh, it's is the Rocky Mountain. We see there's like a like an underground military base there later, which yeah. sounds to me like that is the complete opposite reason for getting yeah. up high on a mountain is going underground. But also, like, how effective would the gang up high even be? Because you know you've got like you, you're still like in a the moon is still coming to get you. Yeah. That... <laughs> The moon's bigger than the, the comet from Don't Look Up, and I, I shouldn't be using the asteroid from Don't Look Up as, as my science base, but, <laughs> but that thing wiped the entire world out. Uh-huh. And it was also a good movie. That's my opinion. That's my take. <laughs> I like Don't Look Up. Come at me, film Twitter. <laughs> You can find Barrett located at this address. Yeah, no dox me now. I'll fight anyone who doesn't like Don't Look Up. One on one. Form a line. And here's the line. thing. If I win, it's inspirational. If I lose, you just committed a hate crime, motherfucker. You see, the hard thing is, Barrett, is that you have to win every time. They just have to win once. <laughs> That's the hard part. But yeah, um... So, you know, world's breaking down, riots, everyone's in chaos. A lot of people want to go to Colorado all of a sudden, <laughs> including, uh, at, you know, washed-up astronaut's ex-wife and her husband. Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Wait, we've already ranted about that. Yes, who's like, one of the only scenes of the movie is he's like, we gotta go to Colorado, everybody. Pack up your stuff. Yeah. So, you know, they're basically, news is bad. The moon is gonna, you know, yeah. hit the earth. And or it's gonna like break up into pieces when it gets close to the atmosphere. Yeah. Huge meteor storm. Tides will rise to unforeseen levels. Shit's fucked. Yeah. Um, and that's when they send the probe up, and they go, "Huh, this weird hole." Uh, you know, they find the conspiracy. You know, the cons- the government cover up guy. And as he 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 zooms away in his wheelchair, we were like, "Come back!" Yeah. <laughs> And uh, now they know the... Oh, then, uh, so Patrick Wilson goes to talk to Samuel Tarley, uh, actor John Bradley, uh, but I'm going to keep being disrespectful, so I'm only going to call him Samuel, to keep it more impersonal. Uh, oh, yeah, he has, and the, uh, here he has a we, meeting, conspiracy meeting. A conspiracy meeting where he's talking about how the Earth is hollow, and, or not, the, the moon is hollow, and, uh, and all that. Man-made. Yeah. And then, chiming in, <laughs> another conspiracy theorist in the back. That And let me bring you, so first he says, I think Oswald did it. <laughs> and Bran and I at first are like, oh, okay, caddy assassination joke, ha ha ha. And then it, 
we run it back in our mind. <laughs> I think Oswald did it. Oswald. That's that's the that's the guy, narrative that Oswald acted alone in this. So this conspiracy theorists. Theory is that the Kennedy assassination was a one-man job. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Uh, and it wasn't his first time affecting world events. Because yeah. apparently he always thought it was Oswald. Yeah. And it's always Oswald. Yeah. Which, that is an amazing premise for a conspiracy theorist. Oswald did it all. Oswald did it all. Oswald killed Tupac. Oswald <laughs> killed Tupac. Oswald killed Biggie. <laughs> Oswald caused the East Coast and West Coast conflicts. Yeah. He did it all. Yeah. Oswald faked the moon landing. <laughs> Oswald then built oh the my moon. God. Oh my god, Oswald faked the moon landing despite Kennedy's dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, the video just showed up on on NASA's door and they were like, oh, we did this? So, okay. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> Yo, how drunk were we last time? <laughs> what happened here? Um, so anyways, the there's the meeting of the conspiracy nuts. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's when he learns more information about it. And they're like, yeah, it's a, you know, there's like a Dyson sphere in the moon, yada, yada, white dwarf stars powering it, all this crazy shit. So then they, God, the, the plot Wait, of this so movie. so if there was a white, how are they alive in the third act, then, if there's a white dwarf star inside of the moon? How are they alive? I mean, the I guess the star isn't touching them. But the, you, you, there is more dumb. You don't have to touch the sun. No, for... but it's encased in it. But I guess you don't see it exposed. I'm guessing if you know if they exposed it, it would have been real bad. But no, there's other dumb things about. I read about how a white dwarf star can literally not exist one that's smaller than the Earth. <laughs> so very least, it'd have to be Earth sized. Oh god! So really dumb. But uh, they're making their mission. They're like, okay, we gotta, we gotta go into the moon, everybody. And they have like this big last ditch mission. And I'm sorry, folks. Like the plot of this movie is already like deleting itself from my mind. Same. It's like I feel like I'm like I'm coming down with like Alzheimer's, and I'm trying to be like, no, no, this did happen. <laughs> so they bring real. they bring Patrick Wilson into the uh, in on the mission. He brings Samuel Tarley along with him for reasons. Uh, and then, another, Patrick Wilson, one of his uh, demands is that his son, who is in jail for for a car chase... Stealing a car. Uh, is, and drugs. Yeah. Is going... It will be released. He lets his son out. Then, Holly Berry... Then, uh, so... So, Patrick Wilson, Holly Berry, John Bradley are all going to go up to the moon to try... What is their plan? They they got the okay. experimental EMP thing, so their yeah. plan is they're going to kill the uh, kill the, the nanobots that yeah. are in the moon by setting it off in the center. Okay, and then that sounded like their plan. <laughs> Again, we are probably making this more coherent than the movie is. They have to, uh, so they have to get everyone out of because a giant tidal wave is about to kill the launch pad. 
So they're launching just as the waves are coming in. (laughs) And not just waves, Barrett. A gravity field (laughs) that is both bringing the water up and also sucking up like little water tornadoes into the sky. And it doesn't affect anything on the ground. It's only the water. Yeah. (laughs) And so... They say, it's a gravity vortex. Gravity's breaking. So his son, Sonny, and Holly Berry, <laughs> uh, Holly Berry's child, Jimmy, and her lover? Oh, let's open up into that can of worms real quick. Um, Holly Berry, in is... the current timeline, is divorced from her husband, who they had a child together, who's Jimmy. And she now lives with... A, with a uh, with an Asian woman in her thirties. Yeah, yeah, they're both around like you know, both adults, both in that kind of around like age group stuff. And and, at fir- they, and I thought I kept going back and forth in my mind if this was supposed to be her partner or her live-in nanny, because because this other woman lives in the house. With, like, a robe on in the first shot. And then yeah. Halle Berry's like, what are you doing up so early? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I couldn't sleep. And, like, I immediately picked up from the start. I'm like, this was supposed to be romantic. Like, yeah, it, I think it was cut because of Chinese money. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't want to. They wanted to release in, like, you know, China and those markets. Rich. So they, like, yeah. didn't explicitly say it. But yeah. it's so, for me, it's very clear. Yeah. It's like, this was supposed to be romantic and... They didn't go all the way with it because of that. Yeah. And just, yeah, and I, which I don't know, I feel, feels a bit cowardly to me, especially as even fucking Marvel movies have started giving enough representation to groups that China isn't like that they'll just eat the, eat the cost of, oh, well, you won't get the Chinese release. And you know what? Moonfall, it's not like getting that China release did you much good anyways. No, no, it did not. But, so. like, uh, Roland, Roland, you are the most prominent gay director in Hollywood. You are the most yeah. successful gay artist in an entire industry. And he didn't do it. Yeah, it just... Come on. He said, really. I'm down with the gays, but the lesbians are where I draw the line. This is the G Alliance. <laughs> it's all there is. God. The G is for God. <laughs> Zilla! Ooh, that's how we brought it back around. Oh, yeah. So, um, so they go up to space. Uh, a road trip happens. Well, while they're... Um, they're getting ready to shoot off uh, Samuel Tarley's second cool line where he goes, God, I love Elon Musk. Oh, we didn't talk about the first one, which is, what would Elon do? <laughs> While he's thinking, he just saw his, like, uh, his Alzheimer-ridden mother trying to figure out what to do next, and he looks at, like, a rocket ship paint uh, picture, and he says, what would Elon do? Which, to me, has very different connotations going into this year. Versus when this movie came out. <laughs> if he starts putting stock in GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> what would Elon do? Dump it all on GameStonks. 
to the moon. Oh, ha. so yeah. What would Elon do? <laughs> he says. But yeah. So they they launch up to space. A road trip starts between uh, between the Alleyberries, possibly lover, uh, her child, and Sunny. And we gotta mention, folks, Sonny is a in this movie is horrible as an actor. So bad that we had to like really dig into if he was a nepo baby or not. He we does were, not appear to be. We yeah. were. I was convinced he was like like the producer's son or something. And I pair if he is, I didn't see it. Yeah. But uh, I had the running joke that he was he was so bad of an actor because he was a frozen caveman they had thought out for the movie. <laughs> and I was like, I was just impressed. He he understood con- complex concepts like love and hate <laughs> and gravity. <laughs> Must have been hard. Yeah. Uh, so they're in the B plot and they're running off to to Colorado, which again we don't have a reason. <laughs> yeah. It's really stupid. <laughs> it's uh, one yeah. line of dialogue. Oh, but there's a secret military base that'll keep us safe. Boom, done. So do we want to talk about? How, oh God, do. Do we even care about the rest of the road trip plot line? The rest of the road trip is they go on a road trip, they get mugged, they eventually steal back some oxygen things they need to use because the atmosphere is going out. Michael Pena sacrifices his life for his daughter, and uh, then that's kind of... That's it. (laughs) Uh, More or less. At one point, they are making escape from the hillbillies, and... The, the ground is being ripped up by the moon's gravitational pull, and they just drive over it. And it <laughs> the cars look. are fine. <laughs> Fucking, it's such a stupid visual. It's, for me, I'm thinking about that, that meme of, like, you know, hot guy, and it's just the, cl- uh, the floating mountains of Pandora. And I'm like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> then the floating clumps of earth, earth from Moonfall. Hello, Hello. HR! <laughs> Hello, human resources. <laughs> Looking good, Barrett. Oh, Pandora. Yeah. <laughs> Looking good, Barrett. Hello, human resources here. Yeah. It's just so stupid because I don't even, like, they didn't even try with some dumb, like, there's more iron in the ground than there is in the car. Or yeah. some, like, or, like some half-baked try. explanation about, like, density of objects or something. Yeah, but no, nothing. So at one point, the there's a uh, Sonny is strapped to it, is being crushed by a tree, and Halle Berry's wife, uh, you know, love interest girl, basically says, "Let the moon work towards us," and the gravity lessens. Uh, so yeah. they bring the tree up, no problem, and I'm like, "That would bring them away." Yeah. And then the the end of their plot line is they get in the bunker by the moon's gravity of the explosion. Pushing them gently into the bunker. Yeah, it's okay. That that is that's everything that happens. We we're not talking about Earth much anymore, unless it's funny. We're going into what's happening on the moon. Okay, so what's happening on the moon is they fly into the moon. They find out. Oh, so the nanobots uh, seek out to destroy anything that's both biological and with technology. So human, they're, they're specifically designed to kill the human race. Uh, yeah. And so they... Uh, so... 
Inside, uh, the nanobots attack the shuttle as it approaches. They barely survive because some weird tractor beam pulls them in. A green one. Yeah. Turns out, the human. Turns out that. <laughs> we say that uh, the tractor beam pulls them in, and then all three of them are in the their little pod. They're like, <gasps> I can't breathe. And then, like a green glow, like like scans all three of them. Yeah. And then, uh, when Samuel Tarly and Holly Berry wake up, yeah, when their shuttle finally opens up, it's just air outside. It's just air outside. Yeah. And main character's gone. He's poofed. He's gone. <laughs> Leading to what you described as a two thousand and one ripoff. Yeah. So he's in a white void, talking to. His rapidly aging to a hologram of his rapidly aging son. Mm-hmm. That actually makes it sound cooler than it is. Uh, it's, it's two. Like, it's two. It's two yeah. sons. Yeah. It's not like we see the transition point. It's the son from the one scene halfway in the timeline. Yeah. And Sunny, the teenage yeah. Sunny. And uh, he learns the back that the Hugh. So this scene. Made it very clear to me why Roland Emmerich never fucking does this. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't need an explanation for this. Yeah. Maybe, well, this one is more complex, but, like, with the Independence Day, you don't have, like, a extended, the aliens just needed water or something. Yeah. Like, you don't need that. It's like, blow them fuckers up. <laughs> yeah, so he... So it turns out... The human race on another planet uh, had built a bunch of AI billions of years ago that rebelled and start killing off all humans. Refugees escaped, built the moon, and then at that moment I was like, this seems very Scientology. (laughs) And then uh, started civilization on Earth. Well, Well, what happens, kind of, billions of years ago they were there. And then they, nobody, no human, no person was on the moon when it came to Earth. The Earth thing, or the moon was just searching for where life could start. And they kind of like planted the seeds for what become humanity. Because they mentioned that if humans were on the moon thing, the AI would attract them all the way there. Yeah. So that's why that happened. And I think it's, again, this is giving more uh, better reasons than the movie does. It took the AI so long to get here because it's, you know, millions of light years away or whatever. Yeah. But still dumb. (laughs) So in the context of the movie, uh, God is uh, ancient people (laughs) who make themselves back in. And the AI isn't supposed to be there. It's a Dyson Sphere little thing in the moon. And the AI is just kind of trying to kill it. Uh, it's really dumb. (laughs) And then it's one of the funniest shots is, uh, Samuel Tarly and Holly Berry open the door to where he is, and he's just like, oh, like having, like, a religious experience. Face up, convulsing. Light coming down on him. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So he he learns that they've got to, like, blow up the the nanobots to get the moon to Uh self-correct. Yes. And they gotta blow up the yeah blow up the nanobots, and they use it by the the moon uh, AI, the good AI, whatever, 
creating a stronger EMP bomb for them in their ship. <laughs> yeah. So it just kind of happens. They're like, why can't they? If they can fix the ship, why can't they deal with the AI? And they're like, their defenses are down. Yeah, and so Patrick Wilson plans to sacrifice himself. Instead, Samuel Tarly sacrifices himself. And he and, goes... And I was excited because I thought he was going to be dead. Well, he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Until the ending. Yeah. So he goes, tell my mom that I love her and I did this for her. And then, like, he sets off the EMP when the, the AI's around him. Yeah. Kaboom! Yeah. And then it's kind of a funny shot because, you know, you imagine, oh, my God, how are they going to get home? Yeah. <laughs> but the moon is, like, like half a mile above the Earth, so yeah. it just plops, no problem. Yeah. And they're like, we did it! We saved! We saved the world! Because then the moon, now that it's not being corrupted, like, kind of moves back towards its orbit. And, like, you know, oxygen comes back and everything. Yeah. But, like, I think you mentioned uh, you felt like it was like Eternals. Like, the world is just fucked after this. Yeah. Like, so many people are dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're brought, like, during the moon's escapade, during its gravitational pull, it brought the Chrysler building to Colorado. Jeez. So, yeah. like, if that's what it did to the Chrysler building... If you were just a normal person on the ground, you're dead. So, yeah, so, looks like the... So, the movie we think is over, and then... The best scene. Samuel Tarly wakes up on the moon. He's an AI now. He's part of the moon. He wakes up the same, uh, like, white void the other guy was, and he's like, "What? what happened? And his mother... Generation of his mother is like, you did it! <laughs> You're part of the moon now! Son. You're part of the moon! And he's like, what? And, he, and she's like, it's good because you need to start preparing. For what? For and what? End credit. Yeah. Boo! Yeah. Boo! Like, it sucks so bad. Like, like I said, Independence Day is a dumb movie. I will wholeheartedly cheer extremely loudly when he goes, Hello, boys! I'm I'm back! It's amazing! Yeah. It's so good! Yeah, the dumb, the weird conspiracy theorist in that is charming. Yes. Very fun and enjoyable. (laughs) Randy Newman saying, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid saying, Hello, boys, I'm back. Oh, you're so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Tell my mom I love her. Hello, HR. It's it's the same kind of beat, but it works so less. It does not work nearly as well. Yeah. Like, if you you were at all interested in mood film, just watch Independence Day again. It's a way better time. Is Holly Bart? No, Holly. Is Holly Berry in that? No. No. No, no, I'm thinking I'm confusing her with some other actress. Uh, I think Vivica A. Fox. Maybe, yeah. Is, that, is Vivica A. Fox the one who's in? Yeah, I, you have to look it I up. think it's but Vivica I know A. Fox. There's, there's like a good actress in that one. Yeah. But um, um But that's Moonfall. Uh is it ever gonna get a sequel? Fuck no. <laughs> got half the budget and you know, made like a quarter of its money back and it got really bad reviews. That is yeah. that is not gonna get a sequel. Um, 
Which so, makes the end bait even funnier. Yeah, it was Vivica A. Fox. Oh, I was right. Cool. Awesome. So, <laughs> so Moonfall, like, I guess just touching on the special effects for this movie. They were bad. They were bad. Like, they, on a technical level, maybe like, oh, they're rendered so, like, you know, oh, so much texture, detail, and everything. But the way they're framed and composited, it just does not look good. Like, yeah. comparing that to one of my favorite VFX of these kind of movies, the White House exploding in Independence Day, yeah. not even close. Yeah. Like, not even close to being that interest, that as cool looking as that moment. I think even 2012 looks better. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Like, the uh, the huge things of water coming in on the arcs. It's yeah. like, whoa, what? Like, and that one made, it was still ridiculous. Yeah. But, like, I feel like... That one had an easier to follow plot, because you're following, like, two plot lines that create, that make, that at least make moment-to-moment sense. Yeah. Or, or at least an overarching amount of sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, it's... Like, okay, here's a scientist trying to fight to let to have them let more people in for safety, and here's a family fighting their way to the safety location. Yeah. Like, relatively just a more yeah. enjoyable movie. Uh-huh. This uh, There's a scene in this movie that breaks, that beats the stupidity of Day After Tomorrow when they're running from cold. <laughs> when they run from the moon's gravitational pull. Yeah, so it's like... Yeah. And they're like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so ridiculous and I, I we were also very disappointed it did not include uh, we were expecting songs. at least two of the big popular moon songs uh, between Fly Me to the Moon Bad Moon Rising and uh, Blue Moon we expected one of them yes so I wonder is the biggest flaw of this movie is it's it's not being camp enough Right? I do think it's it's not committing to its own stupid grandeur enough. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. when I think of a better version of this movie, I can imagine Bad Moon Rise, it has, like, Bad all moon. the fucking structures are, like, floating in the air, and yeah. it's like, what? Like, there's a much... There's not a much smarter version of this movie, but there's a much more enjoyable version of this movie. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Okay, so we bring out pitch better versions of the movie this week. Yes, so we're not doing a make it gritty because I think Godzilla could kill the moon pretty easily with his big laser. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to get into a bit of... This is technically a kaiju film, so originally we were going off the flimsy, the moon is a kaiju, but there is actually a giant monster inside the moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh... Yeah, so you want to do the Earth plotline, and you want me to do the Moon plotline for how we could improve the movie? Yes. Okay, uh, do you want to go first? <clears throat> so, there is a moment in this movie that I thought was really interesting, and they just didn't do anything with. And it was a moment where the Moon is falling, and you see on a TV broadcast that there was this group of cultists, more or less, who started, like, worshipping the moon and saying that, like, oh, the moon's right and, like, you know, we need to do this. Like a doomsday call, right? Mm -hmm. I thought that was fucking really fun and cool. Yeah. As, like, you know, this campy, like, outrageous kind of movie. And when I thought about, like, I thought about it throughout the movie and I picked up on moments where I was like, 
this would be a lot better if it just all was about that. Like some of the Earth plot lines. So I wanna I wanna come up with a bit of a revision to the plot on the Earth thing, right? Yeah. So let's say beginning's about the same. Same things, uh ten years later, I'll get a and then the moon fall starts, right? Yeah. And we're we are at the shot of we're in the scene of of all the conspiracy theorist guys in the room. Yeah. And all of them like, oh my god, we're true, like we're accurate, but the moon is falling, that's terrible and awful. And there's one guy who likes it. Oh! <laughs> there's one guy in the group that he's always wanted to be like, oh my god, I want to be right about this, I want to be right about this. But then he's like, I want to be right about this because this is the judgment we deserve. Oh, <laughs> or god. anything. He's... The per- he is the villain of this movie on the Earth side of things. Like, I think you need, like, a more of a central I'm an evil blah 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 guy. Yeah. So one of Samuel Tarley's conspiracy friends is really smart at what he does, yeah. but he wants this to happen. So throughout the movie, while we're following the heroes trying to get to Colorado and trying to... We make it clear it's a military base, right? It is yeah. a military base deep under the ground... Even if the oxygen goes out or whatever, they will be able to survive, right? Yeah. In this military base. And then we follow throughout the movie, this cult leader just gets more and more power, more and more followers, starts like, yeah. you know, taking over like groups and towns and being like, you know, we need to take over these things. He starts, um, it's like a, I want to say like a couple weeks out of the, in the movie's timeline of when these gravity wells start happening. Yeah. Which when, you know, that's when the gravity revert, you know, sucks things upwards. And I imagine a scene where him and a bunch of his cultist buddies, you know storm chasers? Yeah. These are gravity chasers. <laughs> so they're driving out with, like, their shitty vans and everything. Yeah. And they go, like, Dave, look out the right, there's one of them! And it's like, Whoa. you see, like, some air, like, starting to go upwards. Yeah. And they're like, let's make the sacrifice. And they're pulling close to it. Yeah. And they have a person, a non-believer, a heretic... Tied on their waist with rope, <laughs> and they throw them out there oh, <laughs> to be sucked up by the moon. <laughs> and then they like cut the rope, go and let them fly in, oh. and that's sacrificing to their god. <laughs> so like that they're sacrificing things to the moon god, and they're like, "This is right. This is righteous." Yeah. So while they're trying, so I don't think they worry about the spacecraft. They know about that, but they're tracking down this military base in Colorado. Yeah. Because they think that, like, denying the moon's wisdom is heresy. So there's, while the climax of the moon stuff is happening with, oh my god, we need to blow up the, you know, we need to blow up the AI, all this stuff. Yeah. The the moon cultists are sieging the military base. And they're like, we need to take these fuckers out. Yeah. So they're, like, coming in and they're blowing up things. And it's, like, right at that moment was when, like, I can imagine the cultist, he's, like, losing the battle thing, and then uh, moon guys succeed. The moon is, like, starting to float back outwards. And then he goes, you know, like, the time of righteousness is over, and he blows up, shoots himself in the head. Yeah. And that's the end of that. Okay. So that, I want it to be moon cultist, and I was very sad they weren't more of an element. <laughs> Tell it from your expression. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. How's the moon... <laughs> How is the moon side? Okay, so this will not 
this will not make the movie better, and it might even make it a little morally unconscionable. Unconscionable. Okay. But here's my thought. Louis C.K. sacrifices himself to save humanity, leading to a very You're hard not discussion. Far. No. <laughs> Who sacrifices themselves so, for humanity? You know, we've got this. <laughs> This dick rider throughout the entire movie as one of the main three. This uh-huh. guy just constantly dick riding Elon Musk. Yeah. Why have a character to constantly espouse the virtues of Elon Musk? Why not just have, in his first starring role in a major motion picture, as himself, Elon Musk? <laughs> Patrick Wilson and Ollie Berry have to bring the only man who can figure out the AI on the moon to stop it. Elon Musk up to the moon. (laughs) Okay, okay. Elon Musk playing in a movie and Elon Musk dick writer feels very much like that Simpsons episode no. where it's Michael Jackson playing the guy. Oh who no, he's Michael not he's Jackson. not playing the John Bradley role. We're we're scrapping John Bradley's character. Okay. For months, Elon Musk has been trying to get the US government to take him seriously when he says that the moon's orbit is going to change and no one is. But then when the Everything, no, no, what happened was you see the articles yeah. and it's like the huge headline is trouble at Twitter headquarters over Musk's merger and then like a tiny little footnote Musk says the moon's weird? <laughs> Question mark? Like not even a significant article because it's all wrapped up in the Twitter drama. Elon Musk learns that he must sacrifice himself to save the moon. Not even save the earth, but save the moon. (laughs) I like the moon. And here, as he makes the hard choice to let the astronauts go home and to to sacrifice his own life to stop the nanobots, Uh we get his... What will become an iconic line. God, I love me. No. <laughs> no, he, I mean, he says that, but no. His, de- his line before his death. As the nail boss, like, you thought you could do this? You may be the smartest man on earth, but what is that to a nanobot? What made you think that you could stop us? If I could blow up monkey brains, I could blow up yours. No. <laughs> okay. And as he's reaching down for the button, to the moon! And he presses it, he blows himself up, and then I'm about to say, wait, wait, that's not really a response to what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I'm improving Moonfall. <laughs> All right, so that's all of our Moonfall talk. Wow, that's... Oh, God. (laughs) So. Uh Uh-huh. It's time to move on to your hint for the week. Yes. What was the hint last time? Last time, I lost that riddle. But... Oh. It was something like... Okay, I remember the essential words. I probably am getting the exact wearing off. Mm-hmm. This movie star has got some hype, some feist. 
Known for films where he plans a heist. Okay. Yes. Now, hint two. I've got hint two and three here, because we were playing two in one day. But uh, here, I'm going to read hint two to you. Yes. This movie with its time never fritters. We spend plenty of time with little critters. We spend plenty of time with little critters. And I remember the first time I thought that um, it could have been Matt Damon. As one of the... Is it the Mars movie? I'm not telling you anything until we get to our April Fool's episode. How everybody. are away from April Fool's? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check on that. We've got three more episodes of Riddles. Okay. <laughs> All right. See you next time, folks, for Rebirth of Mothra.